Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. Ger, you are going to bring to our attention a, a very important meeting that's taking place in Clongee next Tuesday. We'll get on to that in just a second, but we've just heard from Gerald Fleming there, meteorologist, in a detailed analysis that we will be podcasting of where we are with the weather, and it was just wonderful to have someone of his quality uh, in great global demand. He was, mm. a, was a bit sketchy as where he's heading next, but the rumours are he's even more demand, but he shared some of that with us. He talked about farming and the impact and the particularly the size of herds. Do you agree with what he said, or are you a little bit irked by what he said? Um, I suppose there, there's a bit of both in it. Um, it's when the, the the restrictions were lifted on the dairy herd, there's absolutely no doubt that the expansion has been absolutely huge. But um, I suppose historically, we're still, we still have no more cattle in the country than we did in the 1980s. Um, so I suppose where we would be looking at this is Ireland is regarded as number one or number two in the world in terms of its feeding systems, uh, grass-based systems for cattle, and that we actually do it as good or better than anybody else, but also that our impact uh, on, the, on the climate is actually much lower than in a lot of other countries. And I suppose I'm, I watch a, a lot of news, and last weekend with Joel Bolsonaro losing out in Brazil, I think has to be good news for everybody, because simply they, they have allowed their country to be absolutely pillaged um, for, for cattle. And it's, it's like everything else. If we cut the herd here, if we cut, cut the, our exports, our milk, our cheese, our um, baby food, all of that, um, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, so and it's going to probably be a country that has nearly as good a foot, footprint as we have. So where are we now? Because, I mean, Ger, to be fair, was very gracious towards the importance of farming in this country. Yeah. And as we've seen, with uh, what's been happening in Ukraine, more important than ever that we grow our own. So it's a kind of a... It's, where do you go? Where it's, do you win? Where do you lose? <laughs> it's a ba- it's a, there is a, a, a balance to be struck here, and it's very, very hard to actually find a balance. Um, as as you said, Jerry is a Wexford man and, and knows the the value of good food in this county but we we have to we have to i suppose tread carefully how we go forward there's a lot of work going on where i suppose in a lot of terms we're behind the curve in terms of of um our food additives uh, that we can use for animals especially mm. Mm. and i think that's where we where we're going to make the biggest gains right. um in in farming is the technologies that are coming forward both in terms of, you know, like if you thought five years ago, everyone spread slurry with a splash plate, which drove it up into the air and let it fall. And they found that, like, that's 30% less, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not efficient, as, mm. as now the dribble bar, as they call it, or the injection system, right. which is the guy... So that there are improvements. And where, are we, where are we in County Wexford herd-wise now? I, I'm not actually sure what our numbers are at the moment. I know there's, it's kind of, it's kind of stabilised in the last year or so, mm. and I know coming, coming, as they say, down the tracks, there are a lot of um, government initiatives... Um, with the UCAP, which starts next year, the Nitrates Action Plan, there's a food vision um, group going on as well, and they are they are all coming together, and the they, their emphasis is on the reducing of methane and of carbon in, in the in the atmosphere. All right, now let's get on to the main reason you and I are are, are here. You're in studio here with me today, um, having been there last uh, Friday and witnessed at close quarters what has uh, impacted, and having heard from Willie John Kyo initially the day before. Um, what is the position in Ballyclan, Folks Mills, and uh, Clongeen as we speak? 
Yes, I, I was out, I was there yesterday myself with a, with a number of farmers, and uh, to be honest with you, I was I was actually speechless at some of the damage that I saw done. Um, you you really can't you couldn't believe the power of nature when it does actually hit full force. And he, the what the farmer that I was with, uh, Martin Byrne, we went across his land to look at trees that had been pulled up where the the track of the tornado had gone through a forest. And as we walked across a 20-acre field, we were picking up pieces of slates, um, uh, guttering, uh, fascia and soffit, all that were all snapped, broken, and they all had sharp edges and points on them. And these were all coming from, from houses that were probably two miles away. Now, he showed me, um, I, I, have, I took a photograph of it, but he showed me a sheet of iron that was laid up against the, uh, the ditch on the track. And uh, he has absolutely no idea who, who owns it or where it came from. Wow. Um, then another um, garage that I was in, they again it was, the roof c- completely came off it. All of the power lines are twisted. Um, all of the sheets obviously were all bent and warped. And there's six missing. These are full length steel sheets. And you don't know where they, they are. They have absolutely no idea where they are. And roughly how many uh, households were affected? To we, the best we, of your knowledge. Yeah, I was the, talking to three areas. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Councillor Mike Sheen uh, um, yesterday evening with regard to this. We we're reckoning somewhere between 25 and 30. Homes. Homes and uh, ha- farms. And in the case of the guy I spoke to, uh, Davy, who, the trucker, who was building the house yes. and, and had no insurance. Yes. I mean, these are worrying times. Now, we've received a commitment from Minister of State James Brown to look at this yesterday, yeah. uh, when he talked to me on the programme. Were you disappointed um, with the, the level of attendance from the Oireachtas members? I, I was, I have to say. I, I was, and I was very disappointed with our, our national media coverage as well. Um, you know, if a trampoline turned over in Dublin 4, there'd be a, a, a film crew out to film it. And yet this was this was regarded, and I saw it listed as a mini tornado. I guarantee anybody who stood in the path of this, it was not mini about it. Um, uh, yes, our, I suppose our TDs are, have, over the weekend, they've been uh, light on the ground. But I know that there's uh, James Brown was down, and I suppose the... The issue with this is is that there are three different departments, uh, Leo Varadkar's, Dara O'Brien and Heather Humphreys, yeah. and they all have a grant that'll do one thing or do the other thing, but none of them, like Heather Humphreys' grant is just for flooding, mm. so th- it's very specific. Mm. So the meeting next Tuesday night in Clungeen Hall at half seven will be, we will have... Um, it's for open to all the public. So anyone that's affected, you're more than welcome to come along. We'll have somebody from the county council. We'll have public representatives there. And and it will be an information evening. So the information that they will pass out will be what you need to do to, to uh, avail of a grant, if you can avail of a grant, what you have to do, what right. you need, and the paperwork involved. Because the one thing you don't want... As you know, when you're, if you're, if you're, and and the people yesterday were in a state of shock. Still, when I was talking to them, yeah, and look, I'm glad you mentioned that because, as I mentioned to James Brown, the minister yesterday, uh, I'm a long time in this business, and uh, I have never ever sensed quite as much when out recording reaction like what I witnessed last Friday. Yeah, uh, like there was an, a group of people there to meet me. They could barely speak, and it wasn't that they were shy to speak; they were so shocked. And I mean, yeah. the, and, and Breda's memory of looking up and seeing. The, the sky through her roof like all, all that would live longer but they're going through this now on a daily basis absolutely right and I mean yesterday uh, as I said I was out there and I was going to take photographs um, of the damage 
and actually the, pe- the there was five or six people trying to clean up this house yeah and like the, this this is the house that the, the man built over over years himself and like it was fully sealed is this the house I was in Davis yes house. yeah 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 and they were they were there they had, a, they had a, a, a forklift trying to take down the steel beam at the back where the mm. whole back had fallen out of the house and I couldn't do it. I put it back in my pocket because the people, they were working with tears in their eyes. And I, I, I felt You're the loss. the national media. It's not too late for the national media to slip up to the plate and to highlight this. Because right now, um, you've you got this meeting coming up on Tuesday. Right now, they need all the support they can get. Absolutely right. And if it doesn't get the national media support that it deserves, it could go off the radar. I mean, we won't let it go off the radar. You won't let it go off the yeah. radar. I, I, I know many of the councillors, the Cahir Local Wexford County Council, Councillor Lisa MacDonald, a lot of the councillors, uh, we spoke, George Lawler said it to me yesterday, uh, Michael Sheen, mentioned the councillors themselves I think are very much on the ball in this they are absolutely yeah. yes I have to I have to hand it to our to the, the, the our council representatives they are absolutely being fantastic right. but I think we need to, as you say we need to keep this pushed up the chain hmm. because I mean like we had the flooding obviously last Christmas day and I was you know I was like a dog with a bone on that for six months before we actually yeah. got funding okay and I know that I know that Michael has, has talked to Charlie McConnell with regard to farmers but I know that James Brown now has been talking to Heather Humphreys and to Dara O'Brien yeah. to try and get something organised and I mean Jerk Hardy was there on the day he's a paramedic by profession Absolutely. And, he, and he talked about and he made a very valid point there was no loss of life but there could have been yeah I mean we were we were blessed in that like Ballycallan School um, was on one side of the path and Clongeen School was on the other side of the path now they're yeah. on holidays but had had that had they veered left or right a, a week or two it, it could have been c- catastrophic right. Right. but I mean even even without the loss of life the the shock on people's faces still is it just people are walking okay. around as if do you know it, where's the meeting in next week in it is in Clongeen Hall right. on Tuesday night at 7.30 7.30 uh, on Gardaí Corner up next I know you on behalf of the IFA and as your role of chair of the chair of IFA would like to acknowledge in Gardaí Corner you're very taken with the whole pop-up Garda uh, yes. initiative and, and you, you you believe that uh, Gardaí Corner are far more active on the ground in rural Wexford it's important to get that message out there because with the, the, the darker evenings this is this is good news that we want to get out to our listeners as well oh absolutely um, um, I, one of one of the scourges, I suppose, um, in in the countryside is illegal hunting and coursing and everything else during the winter time. And I know there's a big initiative and a big drive from from the Gardaí through Sergeant Eddie Wild, who crime prevention officer for the division here. And all of the all of the Gardaí, I mean, the pop ups have been a, a godsend to a lot of the farming community and the rural community, because a lot of people go to a guard station and there's nobody available hmm. and they have to come back. But now we're getting the word out through our text and WhatsApp um, services. To we let everyone know when it's on, yeah. and it's actually just one on today in, in the Martin in Escorty for anybody that's up there, yeah. and you know they have all the all the um, application forms. But of course, it's it's the sense of security it gives lo- locals and especially older people. Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.